What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All of me. Why not take all All right. Fashion your seatbelts for an entire hour live in the studio. The man, the myth, the legend, Dr. Chris Hill. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. We're listening to Willie, 90 years old. Yes, sir. What the hell? Still doing it. He's still doing it as long as they want him. He said he'll do it. And he's got 40 years on you, and you're still doing it, too. (laughs) Yeah, man. He just comes out, plays the guitar, two and a half, three hours, and says, see you later. No big... Yeah, I've saw him. He was at the Kingsbury Hall one time. It was great. You saw Willie Nelson at Kingsbury? Yeah. Ooh, that must have been cool. It was really cool. And he just played and played and played, and then he left. There's no, like, encore with him. He says, see you later. Great. Yeah. But he played a ton. Very nice. I mean, he you know he didn't big time anybody. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, how are you, sir? Everything, uh, everything good with you? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Okay. You know, uh, now that the weather broke, I yeah. can ride my bike, play golf, grandkids, do a few volunteer stuff, and I'm good. Yeah, awesome. You know, no awesome. stress. You know, what the hell? So I, I wanted to start here. You know, it has really been a banner year for the athletic department up there. Yeah, so fabulous. When, when you look at it, and I was just kind of jotting this down, over the weekend, two individual championships in track and field. We know that the football team has won back-to-back Pac-12 championships. Women's basketball wins a Pac-12 championship. The ski team wins everything. They yeah. did it again. Yeah. Red Rocks third straight. Right. Utah lacrosse wins their league. Their season ends over the right. weekend, but their fifth year in D1. Yeah. Utah softball over the weekend gets a Pac-12 championship, and the men's tennis team won a co-Pac-12 championship. I know. I can't believe Roland did that. What, I'm what going, do you make of all this, Dr. Hill? we got good people in place, yeah. and, they, and the university doesn't miss me one bit. Wow. No, it's it's <laughs> funny, but it was kind of fun for me because, you know, you got Kyle and, you you know, Roland and T- Tom and just, well, Amy Hogue, I was so happy for her because she's, you know, they've had a couple rough seasons, and same with Lynn. Yeah. You know, so it's yeah. been kind of fun, and all the other things they they get onto, you know. And I I, I have I was gonna coming down here. I was gonna try to look up see what golf was doing because last year they Garrett did really well. Mm-hmm. And they got the NCAs, but I didn't look it up. But it's they, you know they're getting the recruits they need now. It's taken a little while, and we were good before, but they keep getting better. So it's kind of fun for me to watch it. Good, good. Doctor Hill in studio for an hour. Former AD at the University of Utah. You know. Um, most of the energy and attention goes to football right. with a little bit on basketball when the basketball team's good, and hopefully Craig can get that done. But from your vantage point, I don't know how to ask this. I don't want to say how important are these other sports, but how much time, energy, allocation goes into, as an administrator, softball, you know, um, skiing, red run, mm. the, 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 the other sports that aren't necessarily football, basketball, that drives most of it. Yeah, when we were in the Mountain West, it was more fun that way. Okay. Because I was more involved in some of that stuff and, and got to know them. But 
you know, as we went into the, the Pac-12, it seemed like the ADs were more and more distant. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that. And it's fun for me when they come back, the students would come back, and I knew, knew some of them, you know. And mm-hmm. it was just kind of fun to know a softball player or whatever, and, right. you know. And many times those are people that are most generous coming back to the school. It's kind of funny. But, you know, they're at a window of opportunity, I think, now with what happened with women's basketball here and uh, Clark, I think, was her last name that played for Iowa State or I- Iowa. And she was oh, that three-point Caitlin shooter. Clark, that was yeah. crazy. Yeah, she's fun and, to watch. And uh, we had great crowds. So I almost think this type of thing, you get in the NSA tournament like that and you get a little attention. And women's – I have to admit, women's basketball – wasn't as enjoyable to watch 25 it's years ago. It's come a long, long it's way. It's really fun to watch yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, so that's an opportunity. I think we have that nice softball stadium. They get a good crowd now. They may start to, in my time, I'm thinking this is the first time where I'm thinking it's really hooking in on some of those sports. And, and to your point, I, I mean, look, obviously for a number of different years, playing wasn't even an option for women in basketball. Right. And making a living wasn't an option right. until 97. And my father was on the the board of the New mm-hmm. York Liberty during the inaugural mm-hmm. WNBA season. So we went to a grip or Liberty games and you're kind of waiting for action here, or there, but a number you know, 25 years later, here we are. The product has improved. Uh, they've been given a chance to train and compete at a high level and they've taken advantage of it. And I'll tell you what, the, the crowd that we had up there for the Stanford mm. game, I haven't been to a men's game with a crowd like that maybe since I was a student there, Dr. Hill, which is 1998. It's a younger, fired-up crowd. Yeah. You know, and I hope they don't – well, it's their opinion. You know, I just hope they keep prices low and let them go because those sports, I mean, at the end of the day, they're not going to – they're going to make some money, which is helpful. Yeah. But they're not going to make the kind of money you do with, you know, football or something. So uh, attendance is good and make it easy. But the – the women's uh, basketball game, they're just screaming and yelling yeah. and everybody, and they can get closer to the court and all those things. So it's it's been fun, and it's so different than it was. It's just great. Yeah. You and, know? And, and, and you referenced the revenue generators, and you've been a really good guide for me with some of this stuff where – and, and um, last week uh, there was a leak out of LSU. They had their P&L statements as an athletic department released. Football made about, I think, $54 million. Uh, basketball, men's and women's made a couple of million because March Madness mm-hmm. does that. It's a mm-hmm. revenue generator. Everything else was in the red. Every right. other sport was yeah. in the red. So you often talk about with this new reality of college athletics with NIL transfer portal, essentially it's professional now. I know people hate when I say that. That's mm-hmm. where we're at and we're moving closer in that direction. But figuring out the business of football is something that as an AD, as a department, that's what's paramount because it can really handle all the other sports with the money that it makes. Sure. We, and we're lucky enough at Utah to have a little support from the central administration through tuition waivers or et cetera. This is what my memory is, and I don't think they've changed. Mm-hmm. But it, it does it, – it, it is so important. I was talking to another guy. I said, geez, I wish I would have known this when I was being the AD. Who cares about the budget? You know, if you win in football, you got your job. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if the balance sheet is bad. If right, you have right. a great balance sheet and you're losing in football, eh, what the heck? Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I, don't, I mean that facetiously, but at the same time, you got one business and the other are charities, I used to tell people. Yeah. And also half your football team could be considered a charity, too. See, that to me is what, yeah. that's the interesting That's part. the, in what's the hat you wear mm-hmm. with those other sports and with part of football some of the players, you know. Well, and people don't love that conversation, but to your <laughs> point, that's the like, okay, so if you guys want to do this, right? Mm-hmm. If you, if you want to do the NIL transfer portal, if you want to 
really make this a, a business in a way that it never has been. We have to be grownups about it. Right. And we have to talk about which of these players are needle movers. Right. And more often than not, that's QB1, and we have one here in Cameron mm-hmm. Rising. Yep. Uh, there's a kid like Brant Keithy who's marketable sure. and willing to go out there. Mm-hmm. Dalton did a great job. So did Clark. Mm-hmm. So it's not only quarterbacks. But the list of players that really move the needle, it's not near as large as most no. people understand. No, I almost think that you could take a, a player and, and say, okay, do you want to be an NIL guy or do you want to have a scholarship? Yeah. What do you want? Yeah. You know, but it, you know, and, and I'm thinking it's a business. So I'm driving down here thinking, you know, we'll probably talk about that, which we will, which we do. And so does somebody sign a two year contract that's a player. Mm-hmm. And if you leave, you got to pay it back. I mean, I don't know how professional it's going to get. You know, are they going to come up with just the salary cap or, or whatever? The the Wild Wild West is a little tough. I, I would have not mind trying to raise money for this. I think it would have been kind of, to be very honest, easier than the other kind of fundraising because you got people that just want to cuddle up to the star and tell their guys at lunch that they bought the guy. Right, right. You know, but uh, I get a little nervous for, you know, some of the other folks and how what you could do to make it professional at the same time not lose all those other kids that benefit from going to college and not going to make any pros. And we've talked about that before, but it's, it's a, it's an interesting dynamic. Uh, what I would be afraid of, and I was um, fortunate because I'm stubborn in a way that I made it clear to our donors, and this is no arrogance that, you know, you don't run the team. You, you, you God bless you. Thank you. But, you know, I have insurance in my house, but I don't own an insurance company. I don't know how to do it. And right. you threw a baseball, and you don't know how I told you that before. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of like I, I worry that you've got people paying that kind of money for your quarterback. You give them access, but you've got to be careful how much the access goes to, like, what are you going to do now? Or, you know, how about you doing this for me and this and that? And, you know, if you have to have – no disparaging to people that aren't in profession, but I don't know your profession. I couldn't make a decision that was meaningful. Right. You know, I really wouldn't. And it's, you know, people act, it's not rocket science being an AD, but at the same time, there's decisions that you, you see that you don't want to be leveraged to do a decision to make somebody happy. And then you've got to eat it. See, see, that's fascinating me. And one of the things I did want to talk to you about today, and I have a couple of notes here is, what your approach would have been if this was a reality when you were running the show. I th- I, see, I, I think you would have been great with this. I think when it comes to NIL, you know, you, you would have found a way to traverse this. And I know they're working really hard. I do want to get to the Crimson Collective mm-hmm. in a moment. But is that when you when you think of what the approach would have looked and sounded like when you were in charge, if this was a reality? I mean, what, generally speaking, how would you have tackled this thing? Well, I, I think, first of all, you don't waste any time on whining about it. You know, you got to put together a plan. Right. It's also set up a little bit where everybody's winking at each other, which would have been difficult for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would have looked at the, the situation with the coaches, as they're doing now. I'm the, you know, they're, they're doing a fine job. And it's, it's just a matter of I love kind of those non-boring challenges you know i kind of have a love-hate relationship with disarray uh-huh. you know I, when staff used to make fun of me because in in june or may and june when the budget was over they wanted me out mm-hmm. you know that we because i'm thinking of these things I, I got an idea and they're right, going oh right. gosh chris we got you, this yeah. we got this yeah, don't yeah. bother me yeah, yeah. but i think it would have been interesting to set it up i i wish that i would have i would have tried to get on the front end of sending the message about how we're 
how you're going to do it, mm-hmm. and I'm going to pretend I don't know, but we'll get it done, right. and this is how we'll do it. But I, I think I, I, the one thing I was scared about, I would have tried, I would have been excited about really talking to these some of these donors, uh, public relations, not asking for the money, mm-hmm. and uh, as they can't, and kind of delay the land or challenging about it and saying, hey, I can't, this guy can't play. I can't have you run away from the money. Right. I would like doing stuff like that, kind of uh, charging back and forth, if you will, and kind of busting chops. That would have been fun. Yeah, I think it would have been a challenge that you were, you would have excelled at. But I, I do wonder, as someone who has innate knowledge of the market and the community because of your job and you live in our community, you're mm-hmm. part of it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few weeks back, maybe a month or so ago, we heard and saw and and witnessed the announcement of the Crimson Collective. Yes. And, you know, I listened to it, read about it. It, i got to be careful here because it, it kind of sounded like, hey, we're doing a thing and we're not really sure what the thing is, but we're going to do the thing. Right. And I get it. It's a complicated new space. So if anybody was expecting Mark or Kyle or anyone to take the mic at that event and lay out everything in detail, I think that's unrealistic. But I was left wanting a little bit, and I still have questions about what it looks like, what it feels like, what it's going to mean logistically, and whether or not our community is up for the challenge. Because that's the key, Chris, Dr. Right. Dr. Hill, excuse me. No, Chris. Because every time I hear, whether it's Jimbo or Dabo or Sabin or Harbaugh, and at the event, Kyle, essentially pleading with the community, like, if you care about Utah football and you're somewhat of, uh, of affluence or influence in our community, we need you. Yeah. Is our community up for the talent? I think it's a challenge because we're a small market, just like everything else. And as we talk off air, you know, we don't have we don't have Alabama money anyway. Right. You know, a good friend of mine is D.A.D.D. or used to be at Arizona and he's got a hundred million dollars in a checking account. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I think we can do well. I think we can do better than a lot of the pack. 10 teams or 12 teams. I really do. So, I mean, that's the lay of the land. If you can do as well as your people in your league, then you have a chance to compete for the national championships, especially since they went to 12. Right. So the object is is to make sure you're not losing out uh, to maybe the Oregons are a bad example because Uncle Phil can sure. you know write it out. But, yeah. you know, Stanford, Cal, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, I don't see those being problems in our community supporting that more than them. I do see a problem with Ohio State, but they've had double our budget anyway. Sure, yeah. yeah and, and, you know, it's just hard to take people away from them. Uh, when I was talking to Kyle, the hardest thing for me is that the Utes had kind of a a way, even way back when with Majer stuff, that Kyle has a way of developing players. Mm-hmm. So now you you got a guy coming in that made a lot of money because of some guy over here, and you got to kiss his patoot. And then you're looking at, oh, geez, how do I, dis- how do I grow it? Kyle's staff has developed players. Mm-hmm. Do you have enough time to develop a player? Now? Yeah. You know, is somebody else going to offer more money? And all of a sudden, you know, how many times has Kyle taken a running back, put him at the cornerback, and a year and a half later, he's going to be an NBA, I mean, NBA, <laughs> NFL draft choice? Yeah. You know, because yeah. he developed them. Right. And now, like, he was, I was saying to him, you know, Joey calls up his uncle and says, man, Whittingham switching me to defense, and I got the talent, but. I'm an offensive guy. Right. He goes, well, all right, let me talk to some other school that was, you know, so yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to you gotta coach them up a little bit and just not take talent without coaching them. And Kyle, if you look at the one, everybody says, he's gotten talent. Kyle can recruit. Sure, sure, yeah. But he's also developed them. Right. We right. may not have got the five-star, but we got good players. Well, and he's coached them up. And I worry about, can he coach them up? And is the NIL going to 
divert his power. Cer- yeah, certainly valid concern. Uh, but uh, the, the good news is, and look, we're still early into this, so uh, knock on wood, hopefully it doesn't change. But the early returns have been positive. The recruiting classes continue to yep. rise in rankings. Mm-hmm. Um, the average school over the course of a season loses about 12 guys. Over the course of a mm-hmm. calendar year, it's about 18. And Utah hasn't approached that. They've lost guys. Everyone's going to. Right. There's no Absolutely. exception there. But they're not close to the average. And they've been able to utilize the portal to add talent. Early returns, Dr. Hill, have been good. Yes. You know what I mean? What do you, yes. make, what do you make of it? I think the portal thing is really good for Utah. Okay. I really do. The Although... It's it's good for football. I worry about it for basketball, where people, you know, see the kid's face and they get to like him as a freshman, yeah. and they're falling in love with him, and then all of a sudden, boom, he's gone. Yeah, you know, where football, there's, you know, and you can keep a guy now. So Rising can, you know, get money and say, hey, I want to stay. Not, I, you know, I think we all talked about it. he. It was marginal whether he would get drafted or not. Right. right but right. I mean. Timmy at Gonzaga, the basketball player there, you would know, the fans in the radio may not know, but the really good player from Gonzaga this year, I'm sure he stayed around. In Drew, fact, I know he stayed around. Drew Timmy, he, yeah. Drew Timmy. Drew Timmy, yeah. What did I call him? You just asked, you said player. You know, yeah, okay. Name, yeah, Drew Timmy. Timmy. Yeah. And he, um, I left out a paragraph. I do that sometimes. Oh, it's, it <laughs> my it's staff would laugh at me all the time. They read, they read my text messages and say, Chris, you forgot a sentence. <laughs> okay, all, I'm all sorry good. about that. But no, a guy like that probably got encouraged to stay around. Yeah. And he may not get drafted this year. Right. You know, but he – so some of these players are going to stay around a little bit more, which I like because those are the guys that may not make big money right. in the pros. Right. And those are the guys that I've talked to you last time I was on the air that I – those are that's the group I feel um, most pain for is right. the ones that think they're going to make it and don't. And we've always taken care of them coming back to school. And I'm sorry Mark's doing the same thing. Uh, to get them done, because if you have an education, and I'm a freak education guy, you get someplace. But that's not to have their attention at that time. They're looking and playing in the pros, and they should. I'm right. glad they do. Right, and and you know, I, the, the the one issue that a lot of people deal with right now is there's not a lot of accurate data available or reporting available to understand what the money's looking like. But the estimations for Cameron Rising are pretty healthy, hundreds of thousands of dollars to play quarterback in right. college, and. I don't know if Cam's an NFL guy. Um, Most NFL scouts and people we talk to seem to be pretty skeptical about. Mm -hmm. I think somebody compared him to John Kitna, you know, kind of a lifetime backup, you know, maybe get a start here or there. But how many jobs right out of college pay you a couple hundred grand, (laughs) you know? Or in college pay you a couple hundred grand. So, I mean, it's good for them. And, and, you know, some of the people I just talked about, you know, they they come from first-generation college graduates if they get through. Mm -hmm. But, you know, one of the deep, dark secrets is – is that athletes are sending money home from their scholarship check. Right, yeah. I mean, mom makes $15 an hour. Got other kids, stereotype sure. that I'm doing, but yeah, it's yeah. just an example. And so they're sending checks home. Right. I mean, the guy's got to makes $2,000, $1,800 a month in room board check, then gets a Pell Grant that's 5000 a year. That's nirvana for somebody that's making $15 an hour. Right. So that's where this thing comes in and says, whoa, you know, this is helping my whole family, yeah, you know, yeah. and- that's the reality. They're not going to get all that money because mom or dad or uncle may need some money. So, you know, I it used to break my heart when I knew that kids were sending money home, but I knew that it happened. And that's why it gets so frustrating. And for me, you now have money that they can have. Right. So you can look them in the eye and say, hey, good stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. good stuff for you. Yeah. And, and, and so 
it, it, it makes a difference with the way they feel about themselves. Sure. You know, I, I have, I'm doing something of value to take yeah. care of the people that I really care about. Right. That's yeah. an important thing. I know. And I, and I think that's important. Uh, I worry about letting some kids get the rug pulled out from under them. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody says, oh, we're giving you this, and they don't play very well that year, and they say, right. see you later, Charlie. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's hard to get your – you wouldn't – I wouldn't want my salary cut right. yeah. I, if I had a bad year right, or right. when I had a bad year. Sure, yeah. And so there's a little bit of that. I mean, it, that doesn't delay the upside of what's going on, but it still makes your – oh, boy, that's going to be a problem. And as the AD, you got to say, okay, we got to prepare for these guys too. Right. We can't, we can't, we can't, we have to understand that there's going to be some disappointment and how do we pick them up and make sure they can still live right and blah, 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 and have enough money to survive. I, I wish that they could uh, have some kind of collective bargaining for a base salary, Yeah. you know, and then, or bonuses or stuff, you know, if you're going to do it, let's grab right hold of it. I mean, you know, this other stuff, it's like, you know, I'm sure the NBA has guys handing extra money or maybe having an automobile store or something. Sure. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, you have, if you're going to be in, you're in. And if you're going to be a business, be a business. Right. But as we talked last time, you got to go school or else you're hurting those kids that aren't going to play. Right. You're, you're 85 kids, you're hurting 70 of them, you know. But, you know, make a salary, do it this way. Just do it like, you know, you would. You have benefits. I mean, in a way, you have uh which I, w- I wanted to do, and I think they're doing, is have health insurance. Mm-hmm. You know, have that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you know, the salaries wouldn't be big as a baseline. You're just talking out as a, you know, a freshman that hasn't been a superstar. You're getting a scholarship. You're getting twenty grand a year, and that's your starting point. Mm-hmm. And then above that, just like the NBA, you know, have a salary cap and do whatever. You know, and have a contract, and yeah. you know, have. Uh, in football, uh, which they have no rights, the NFL. I mean, those players have the exact opposites. Football, and right. my, from what what I see, hundred percent, most and, of them. There's some exceptions. Yeah, right. But it would be the same, unfortunately, yeah. with football because their lifespan's not as long. And you'd get players that, you know, play for a couple of years. They may make more money at the school. And it's tough decisions. But if you had a salary cap, that would help the coaches a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's where I've been with this because the O'Bannon lawsuit was filed in 08, and then if you paid attention to what was happening in front of you, you could read the tea leaves in a way that, respectfully, I don't think Mark Emmert and anyone running the NCAA paid attention to. No, they just kept denying, denying, right, denying, right. and you can still go to school and be a semi-pro. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, the student-athlete thing, everybody rolls their eyes, and I always said they in football – 85 kids and 10 came in is, I'm a sports guy and I'm going to get a degree. Mm -hmm. You know, Alex Smith, Andre Miller, that mom made. Then the other 85 come in is, oh, by the way, I guess I got to go to school, but I'm an athlete. Right. Next year that shrinks down to a few more saying, you know, maybe I better get this degree Mm -hmm. as it starts to whittle down. Yeah. You know, so you don't want to take that away from it. But, you know, the payment stuff, I mean, I think you got to, I don't like this stuff that's below board now. Get it all out. Everybody knows. A lot of people are lying to each other. Yeah. Parents are being sitting in a home and telling the coach, you know, we got 50 grand, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And they got nothing. They're right. playing poker. Right. <laughs> you know, right. It's yeah. like yeah. get it all out there, have a pay scale, do whatever, yeah. and go from there. Yeah. Because uh, you're not going to – 
you're not going to go back, in my mind. Now, that may mean, if it's a business, why are you carrying 85 players on a team? Right. There's some, there's some downs on that. How many employees you want? Right. You know, yeah. all of that. If you, I mean, if we had a better balance sheet, we could pay the coaches more and this more. And that, you know, so it's – you, you got to be in or you're out. That's the problem. Were you – I'm trying to think the year – because I, I, I was on air. You, you may have been the AD at the time. I'm just thinking about how, how different the dynamics are now. At one point, I can remember reading a bunch of uh, pieces of criteria – for the players up, um, not just at the University of Utah, but college football players, where like at the facility, you could have a bagel. <laughs> but if you put cream cheese on the bagel, yeah. I- am I remembering this correctly? Yes, that you a real are. Thing? That's you are because I'm blown at, away by at that. some school you had steak with shrimp and lobster and, you know, so they go down to the lowest common denominator. It was just silly. Right. And none of that gets you a player. Yeah. And I, I used to kind of laugh at the coaches because winning is all about... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Getting great players and great coaches. Right. A kid commits, it's because great coach, great players. Mm-hmm. Not because your locker room is better. Mm-hmm. Not because you got something to eat. Doesn't right. matter. Right, right. What matters is I'm going to go here and play. I'm going to be a star. I'm going to be developed. You know, and the facility arms race was kind of real. But if... The other part, if you're going to make just, oops, if you're going to make as much money at one school or the other, then who cares? Right. You know, I'm coming to Utah because I'm getting some scratch and I got a good coach. Right. And oh, by the way, I got a nice locker room also, but that doesn't matter anymore. Right. Yeah. And I'm glad we got some good things in place. All right. Coming up next, I want to ask you, um, don't answer now. We're okay. going to get to a break. I want to ask you if Kyle's exceeded your expectations as the guy that made Kyle the head football coach. I want okay. to ask you if he's exceeded your expectations. And then I want to talk about what it would mean for the community and the department if Cray gets this thing ticking. If okay. basketball gets back. Good, good. We'll, we'll do that coming up next. Before we catch a break, Dr. Chris Hill live in studio for another big segment coming up on the other side. For Utah's best sports talk and coverage on air and online, tune into ESPN 700 and ESPN 700 Sports.com. ESPN 700 is the home of the Utes. Plus, Utah's best sports talk with Bill Riley and Spence Checkett's weekdays on game day and every day. Utah's number one sports talk can be heard on ESPN 700 and ESPN 700 Sports.com. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. <laughs> All right. All right, Dr. Chris Hill, live in studio. This this one of your favorite jams here? This is this Willie? Uh, Willie yeah. and uh, uh, Kenny. Those are two of my favorites. And, of course, uh, any reggae stuff. Those are kind of my deals. So you're a fan of country music and reggae music. Yeah, and also the best song of all time is uh, Georgia on My Mind by Ray Charles. I listen okay. to that all the time. But you, as, as a Northeast guy, nah, how did yeah. you get the country buff? Well, how'd bec- that happen? Well, because growing up, it was all the Four Tops, Temptation, it was sure. all that, and that's kind of died. Yeah, yeah. So that's those were that was my guys. That's okay. what I went to see them in concert. Those Four Tops, Temptations, uh, you know, all that group. 
Nice. You know, Very but they're nice. not there now. Sure. So all of a sudden, I'm like, well, let me see this. You know. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Talk I'm not you. an uh, not an opera guy. I'm not there yet. Okay. Maybe maybe as you age. Yeah. No. No. You no. Got no. Plenty no. Of time you could admit so. that you're a a country guy or reggae guy at a certain age. You don't have to worry about trying to be classy sure. or having to be artistic. Right. Right. <laughs> Doctor Chris, live in studio. Uh, spent, of course, a number of years with a great run oh. as the athletic director at the University of Utah. All right. I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this. It just popped into my mind. When was the first phone call you received about joining the Pac-12? Do you remember that moment? Do you remember who it was? You know about about being officially invited? Yes, or yes. oh, that that has to um, happen through the president. So he gets the call. So and the call was to you was from the president. Yes. Okay. Yes, gotcha. and and I can tell you just where I was walking when it was official. Uh-huh. You know, we knew going in, but the, the president. That's what it is. Right. And I, I was r- rocking away from the Burbage Center on a Monday night and skipping home. Nice. <laughs> that, that must have been such a thrill, right? Oh, I mean, it was off the chart. I, I can't even imagine. It, it changed our state. Doctor. Well, it, it changed, changed our whole community. Well, it, I, I'm, yeah, not yay me, yay us, yay sure, everybody, sure. Yeah, yay yeah. the school, yay everything. But, uh, yeah, we dreamed about it, and it happened. I yeah. mean, you know, if we would have told you, how about 20 years ago we're going to go to the Rose Bowl and lose to Ohio State and be pissed? Right. <laughs> how about yeah. that? Oh, how would you like to handle yeah, that one? Yeah, yeah. You know, or, yeah. or in the when you were going, when we were in the 70s and 80s, mm. before I got there, sure. uh, we weren't very good. Right, right. <laughs> Lost a lot of games by a lot of points. Right. But, you know, and that moment was just wacky, just wacky. No, I, I talk about it all the time because uh, – in. I'm going to sound like the old man yelling at the cloud here, but a lot of these younger Ute fans are angry that we lost in the Rose Bowl or angry. And, yeah. I, and I'm going, as a student there in the late 90s, it's yeah. still, and I always color the context, the contextualized conversation this way. It's amazing to me that a Rose Bowl is even kind of part of the reality of Utah football. So when I hear from these Ute fans that are so mad, oh, Kyle can't win the big one. I'm like, are you? <laughs> we used to go me? watch Air Force in New Mexico for right. our home football games. Right, you right. spoiled, entitled little brats. <laughs> I know, and it's it took a while, but everybody hung in uh, to get it going. But it was, yeah. I mean, people would look at it and say, "Geez, who who would have thought that?" Or if even if we could have a home game with USC at our place, yeah. We won't win, but wouldn't it be great to have him here? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like all oh, that changed. So, and the community just embraced the whole thing, which they should have. Oh, absolutely. You yeah. know, but it was big. It was magical. And I remember at the press conference, I said two times, I, the Rose Bowl guys in the front, and I said, listen to this. The Rose Bowl's here. Yeah. Listen again. The Rose Bowl's here. Right. Well, I was kind of saying it, and I had some. The, the, two of the other ADs, well, you wait. I want to call them today. Mm-hmm. You wait. You, you, these other sports, you wait and see. You know, and in football, you know, you go to Rose Bowl once every 25 years. Right. You know, and and I just want to say, God bless our coaches. They're doing a heck of a job. Yeah. Suddenly back to back Rose Bowls. Real quick, because I want to talk about Kyle. Then I want to do a little college hoops. And legacy is an interesting term. As my father says, that just means I'm getting older. If you want to talk about my legacy. Right. Just means I'm getting older now. Yeah. But do you view and you just referenced not yay me, yay us. But do you view being the athletic director during this transition into the Pac-12 if, um, among what, I guess, guys like me would say this is Dr. Hill's legacy? You know, I always tease that you can't uh, – a legacy is like a nickname. You can't give it to yourself. Right. You yeah. know, but, you know, if uh, I'd be less than honest to say, you know, I go to ball game and I think, hey, I had a part of this. Of course you did. And when I went to the went to the Rose Bowl, people were so nice. Yeah. Just so nice mm-hmm. and saying, Chris, you – 
this is great, you're here, and da-da-da-da-da. So, you know, I, I mean, in all no false modesty, it, it's pretty cool, right. you know, to be part of that. And, yeah. and you know, to see um, some of our athletes who are part of that in there, what a change. I mean, what a fun change. I mean, we're... You know, you're, my son even told me that when you're in California now, you say you're University of Utah. They go, oh, geez. Yeah. You know, as opposed to before. Is that, is that Utah where State? Is or that? You, well, yeah. Now, where is that? Mm-hmm. Is, is that in Ogden? Right. You know? Yeah. And so it's fun for all of us. And, you know, like I said, the Rose Bowl for me was really cool. Really cool. People are so nice. So and, and, nice. And I wouldn't imagine there's any sort of uncomfortable feeling about going around, right? Like, I'm sure it's always been something you've been able to take enjoyment mm-hmm. even after you were gone to be able to come back and... Yeah, I, yeah. yeah I keep a really low profile sure. as much as I could, especially, you know, I wouldn't have done this a year after... Uh, I retired. Oh, I know. You were impossible would, uh, to get on the radio. Yeah, I did not before. want to do yeah. it. And yeah, I just... Yeah. Because I wanted to give them a chance to be out of whatever cloud I had or shadow where I had. And now it's fun for me because I don't have to worry about that. I feel like I've given enough respect for that. So, you know, it's, it's an interesting deal. Interesting deal. Well, it's a good spot to be in. Let me, let me ask you though, we teased this during the break. You were the guy that made the decision to make Kyle Whittingham, the head coach of Mm -hmm. Utah football. Mm -hmm. You obviously saw something in him, but Dr. Hill, you look at a lot of the preseason like rankings for coaches and reputable college football mm-hmm. people have Kyle as a top 10 guy right. or maybe even higher. There was right. a list that had him as a top five coach a year right. ago. Has he uh, overshot the moon in your mind? Has he exceeded your initial Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I knew he'd, he'd do a good job. At least I felt he would. We yeah. went through some rough sledding there, and sure. I was a little nervous about it. We had two seasons, two and seven, three and six in the league, and I was right. like, ooh, baby. Yeah. You know, uh, but he really smart. Being at the same place for a while, Kyle's one of those guys that figures it out. You know, mm-hmm. and I think he knows. I don't know this. I never wanted to get into that detail of him staying around, but – I think there was that niche that he knew he could win, mm-hmm. win and win. And when I look at it now, I think, no, you know, he's one of those guys. Sure he is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did I know he'd be? No, right. no, I knew he'd be good, but you know, nobody knew we'd be doing this. And, uh, you know, he's the community better really appreciate it. I think they do. Yeah, yeah. I think they do because, <laughs> you know, there's always ups and downs. And, you know, I worry about, you know, if. Well, I don't worry about it. I think about it sometimes. Sure, yeah, yeah. You don't have it, to worry about it anymore. I don't worry about yeah. it at all. Right, I mean, right, yeah. You know, I want him to be good because it's fun to go to the games when you're good and it makes you feel good just like a, every other fan. Right. But, oh, yeah, he's he's exceeded expectations, uh, done a fabulous job, fabulous let me, job. Let me ask you when, if there was a seminal moment or a phone call, because for our listeners that may be a little bit younger don't remember, BYU wanted him. BYU <laughs> wanted to come back. You know, mm-hmm. he wanted to go back to the alma mater. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people just assumed that because that's where he went to school, he was going to end up back down there. Do you remember the moment when you found out that Kyle had said no to his alma mater and yes to the University of Utah? Well, I found out at 7 o'clock when he said that he wanted to go to BYU. Mm-hmm. And then I, then at 9 o'clock, I, he said, no, I'm going to be at Utah. Uh-huh. And uh, when I talked to him, I said, do you think you can get better athletes at Utah than you can at BYU? And do you think we have a chance to uh, excel? You know, and I think that stuck with him. Plus the players, he liked his players. Yeah. But I, you know, and I said to him, you know, I got to go find somebody then. He right. said, well, give me an hour. Give me a couple hours. And then I thought, well, maybe that might be. But he called me and I remember what, where I was upstairs. And, you know, it's kind of like you're, if it's not him, I'm back out at the market. Because right. I wasn't going to hire anybody else in the program. Right. Although people might think Samford and some of those guys are lined up. It just wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, when I 
think I told you I took Kyle out for breakfast after, after Urban's first year as a, an interview. Really, <laughs> just how you doing, Kyle? Yeah, yeah, What's yeah. going on? Yeah, yeah. How you adjusting? And you know, he he knew it. He's he knew I was trying to figure it out. But yeah, yeah. I I thought he was gone. I thought he's gone. But I know that he is smart, and I repeat myself on that. But that's critical. And he assessed where he could win the most. Yeah. And no disparaging to BYU, sure, but he yeah. assessed it and said, I can, I can do this. I, I think that being a, the head coach of BYU football is a tremendously difficult task. Yes. I think it's a, one of the hardest jobs in, 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 in all of college football for a myriad of reasons mm-hmm. we don't need to get into here. But am I to understand that at 7 o'clock, the information you received was, I'm gone. I'm mm-hmm. going to BYU from Kyle. Mm-hmm. And then two hours later, he called you and had a, a change of heart. And that's how you found out. Yeah, it may have been two, three hours. I don't know. But yeah, I remember yeah. I was upstairs. But I think our conversation was more like I could tell, like, Chris, I'm, you know, going to go. And and uh, and then we talked a little bit. And I could tell there was a little hesitation in his voice. Okay. So it wasn't like, I'm going to Utah and that's it. And that's the way it is. I've made a major decision. No, it was like, I'm going to Utah in, you know, kind of a measured way. And then we talked about recruiting and we talked about – that stuff, and then I had to go out and find somebody. Right. I said, I got to get on it, I guess, right now. And yeah. he goes, no, dude, give me a little time. And his players are key. Right. I think that if – I don't know if it was – maybe it's the Morgans and the Eric Weddle. I don't know if he was on that team then mm-hmm. or some other guys, but um, they helped a lot. That's good. He helped because, you know, he's developing the players, and that meant a lot to him, I'm sure. Well, I can't read his mind. I don't want to speak for him. Sure, sure, but sure. But that's my perception. Yeah, yeah. Um See, this is new information. It's really interesting to me. Did did you and you don't have to say names, mm. Doctor, if you don't want to. But was there some sort of idea of what direction you would have gone in if Kyle, the BYU call was real and suddenly he's gone? Not as much as I would have liked. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, other positions I was like that, but I was really committed to this, and I, you know, and if you don't, when your team did what Urban's team did, that's when you hire the top coordinator. You know, you keep it going. Right. And you don't have somebody come in new that's going to feel like they got to change everything. So uh, I would have been a little <laughs> disarmed if he said, no, I right. had people that I kind of had talked to, mm-hmm. but no, like, oh, that's my guy. Interesting. No, no, okay. it would have been, you know. You know, since we, since you brought Urban up, um, after you referenced after Urban's first year is when you took Kyle out to mm. breakfast. So did you just feel like it was inevitable because Urban was such a bright, shining star at that moment that he was going to bounce? Kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I told him, if you don't leave unless you hit the biggest of bigs, and he did. Yeah, he did. You know, and, and I wanted to get to know Kyle a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, I just didn't know him very well. And, you know, he's reserved as – and sometimes – I'm not as reserved as he is, but he's he's reserved, yeah. and it's hard to get to know somebody and all that. So it wasn't like some big meeting, but it was – and Kyle may not even remember, but I remembered vividly. Sure, yeah. yeah. I, I, so um, I guess I'll just kind of phrase it in the same way. You obviously hit another home run with the Urban Hire. I know it's not awesome currently mm. with the way things have ended for him, and we'll see if mm. he can – Rick Pitino his way back to a job, right. take a small I, – I don't know if he wants to. Yeah. He's good on TV, makes a grip of money, he's fine that way. But I've said this before, I'll say it again, it was long after I was done uh, up there at the University of Utah, so I wasn't a student there, and it was right before I joined media, but I was able to – I was a season ticket holder, we went to the Fiesta Bowl. 
Urban Meyer's two years as the head coach of the University of Utah changed everything from my vantage point. Me too. So did you have an, what I guess what I'll say is what was your gut feeling telling you about what Urban could do when you hired him, and what are your thoughts on his two-year yeah, experience here? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to act like I'm some genius with that. Sure. But, you know. Well, it worked I, out. I, it worked out, and a lot of people that I respect and like a lot said, hey, this guy, pay attention, you know, pay attention. And, you know, there's always, uh, you know, people going around trying to say, okay, now this job may turn over, and this is a guy you may want to look at. And, you know, he's so organized, so enthusiastic. And one of the players told me when she made you feel like you were better than you really were. So maybe he made me feel like I was better AD than I really was. Maybe that's why I hired him. I don't know. But, yeah, that that was part of it. And and we knew he wasn't a long-term guy. I thought he might be a four-year guy. Yeah. You know. So you you saw some real star potential in him. Yeah. And and I didn't see it on my own. People opened my eyes to it and said, look at this. And, you know, even little things, you know, when they changed the staff at uh, Colorado State, got rid of everybody except him. Huh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Huh, must be a great recruiter. And yeah. what? Oh, that's interesting. They're keeping that guy. Yeah. You know, so it goes by, and all of a sudden that happens to people, and you're going, hmm, he's got it going. Right. So, well, you and, know. and, and it, it was so much more uh, than simply winning football games. That obviously yeah. helped, and that team was awesome. But like creating the MUS, which is one of the best mm. student sections in all of the Western right. part of the United States for college football. Even things like Team Down South, he wouldn't say their name. Right. And all of my siblings who are BYU fans. Still to this day, my brother-in-law, this is how insufferable he is. He still has his Helaman Halls t-shirt, which is the dorm he lived in. He's 47, (laughs) you know, and he loves BYU. And if you ask him to this day, who's the Ute that you hate more than all of them? He says Urban. Yeah. Because Urban changed everything. Well, he he changed it and um, in a way that we stopped behaving well. I'm convinced that it's time that we were a nice program that beat way, never beat BYU, then right. a little bit. And, and guess what? There's some higher-ups and legislators and people around here that we stopped behaving ourselves. Sure. And they didn't like that. Right, and, right. You know, and it's it worked out so good because Kyle's a long-term guy, and Urban changed it. And Lavelle Edwards told me once, he probably said it to many other people, what are you most proud of? He says, I made Saturdays important. Mm-hmm. Urban made Saturdays important. Yes, he did. And Kyle's continue to make it important. It's an important day in the fall. Well, and it spawned a generation. And look, the 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 the, the talking points about Utah BYU rivalry are a little bit antiquated because of the realities of both programs. But there was a time where it felt like it was everything. Mm-hmm. And Urban started a generation of Ute dominance. Like there are like my son's t- about to turn twenty one, mm-hmm. and so um, the the frame of reference my son and his friends have. Are we, like, wait, BYU was good? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, when yeah. I was growing up, like Utah mm. was lucky to be close. And now there's a generation yeah. of football fans that only know you dominance and Urban yeah. and you and people started yeah. it back then. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's one of those things that we started to just, so let's be us. Let's not, after about two years on the giant, so let's just be the best us we can be. Yeah. Well, if we can learn some things from them, great. You could learn some things from BYU. They did some things really well. Sure. But let's be the best us we can be. Yeah. And, it it changed and it was so cool to see him when the AD at Ohio State when he went from Arizona State to Ohio State. And I said, "Tell me the best thing about it." He says, "Man, when you're walking to the ball game or the ball game at home and somebody's saying, anybody selling? Anybody selling?' <laughs> it's like yeah. so. We Irving came and I called Gina. I said, "Well, n- nobody was selling when I went to the ball game. Right, <laughs> it right. was great. Yeah, I mean that's a, a dream. A packed house in football." 
is the best. Well, and I don't know when, like, the sellout streak, Porter, do you have any info? It's something like 75 or 80 straight Utah football sellouts, or maybe even more yeah. than that. Currently it's 76, 76 back to the 2010 opener. And I don't know when the next time a seat's going to be available, right? Like, yeah. this is kind of the reality of the situation now and has yeah. been for a while. Yeah. I, it's just um, then the fans get spoiled. Yeah. Now we're, oh my God, we, geez, we're only eight and four and we, God, we went to the Alamo Bowl. Right. That's, things aren't going well. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. like, oh, that's yeah. going to happen. Right, right, right. And are they going to drop their seats? But I think the best seats in the house, those people are going to have a hard time giving them up. Yeah. No, I agree. They really, that's going to have to take 10 years of not doing well. Long waiting list yeah. there as well. All right, Dr. O, before we set you loose, um, I did want to do some college hoops. Um, you know, we were talking last segment about the the PL statement from LSU Athletics where the moneymaker mm-hmm. is football, period, far and away. But their basketball team did bring in some revenue. Um, men's and women's, their women's mm-hmm. team had a great run. I, I wonder how you would articulate what it would mean to the athletic department, what it would mean to the community if Craig can get – and I'm not going to do the whole like like Majerus did back – that's not fair. Yeah, right? that's not fair. But to get it back ticking where you're competing for conference championships and going to the NCAA tournament, which isn't an unreasonable expectation. That mm-hmm. should be the goal. Mm-hmm. What would it mean if Craig can do this? Well, I think it would be a great relief for – the inner workings of the athletic department to know that we had another group that was giving us that prestige and generate money and do all that. So internally, and I think uh, it would mean a lot for people on campus and in town and all that. But as we talked off air, I'm just worried about college basketball in general. Totally, I, fair, I think yeah. we could, uh, the Utes could do just that, you know, and I always said, if you're in the top four of the league, you should go to the tournament. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you know, sometimes that wasn't the case when we came in the top four. You know, twice that happened to us. But, you know, I'm just worried about it if, if the interest is going to come back. Because everybody sees Kansas and they see Duke and they see Michigan State. There's only about 15 of them that have that. Right. You know, I mean, it's Texas built a new arena, less seats, and still aren't selling out. So it's not, it's not just a problem no. for us here locally. No, it's no. I mean, you got to win. But even if you do that, it may be hard. Right. And that's, I hate saying that. Uh, that breaks my heart. I, I wonder how you would articulate the way the product has changed. Because when I was growing mm-hmm. up, you know, playing high school, playing AAU, dreaming of being in March Madness, college basketball was at its peak. I mean, it was the Tarkanian UNLV teams. It was Mike's early Duke dominant teams with Leitner and Hurley. And, you know, we were back east, so I'd go to the Big East tournament and watch St. John's. I loved mm-hmm. St. John's and Syracuse and Georgetown. Like, it was such a phenomenal product. And look, tomorrow night is the NBA lottery. And so um, local basketball fans are going to get to know a guy like Victor Wembanyama, who plays professionally in mm-hmm. France. He doesn't play college basketball. Uh, four of the next top seven best prospects are G League guys. Scoot Henderson played for the Ignite team. That's not like it is. Is it uh, a lack? Is the, is the talent diluted because other avenues are available? to make money playing basketball? Or, or why do you think the product doesn't seem to you, be like it did? You said it. Uh, Hurley Leitner. Yeah. You know? Uh, Mullen. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Ewing. Uh, Van Horn, Doliak, Andre Miller. Yep. Alex, yeah. I mean, you have those people you could fall in love with, and they stuck with your team. And I understand the portal, but I think the portal's hurting basketball than anybody else because – the era of Anthony and those guys at UNLV, you knew who they were. Yeah. It was a group of guys in history, uh, Grant and uh, Soto. Mm-hmm. You know, and now, well, it's 
you know, and you know, it's so and so and whoever comes in next. Right. You know, so and they I think, might leave. I think yeah. part of that is in basketball you're so close and it sounds like we're getting too heavy duty, but you're so close to the court, you just want to feel the same guys. Right. You know, I mean we change and, and no disparaging to football, but you change your three linemen every year as long as they're good, nobody kinda cares. No one knows, yeah. Nobody you know, they just know the team's winning. Right. Where in basketball you're changing people all the time, you're like going, Man, Who's who's coming? I have yeah. people ask me now. I said I don't know. <laughs> How right. would I know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. it's tough. And so basketball's facing the portal thing's not going to go away. But I think it's hurting basketball almost more than any other sport. Do you, do you see? You know, one of the things my father always said: be solutions based. Do you see any answers to the this issue with with the basketball thing across the nation? No. Yeah, that's the problem, right? No. Yeah, I don't, and I, you know, I mean. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think about it, and I don't want people to say that Chris Hill doesn't think it'll happen, but I, I'm worried about it. I, I think not worried. Again, I'm not worried. Well, well you, bas- basketball I am. You, yeah, you yeah. consider basketball you're a basketball guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thousand-point scorer in high school? Come on. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's my, that was a downside of being uh, typed a basketball guy. Because then all the football guys oh, yeah. could say to you, he doesn't care about us, and that means you had to give him more. Well, you know, I say this all the time. It's very possible to be both a basketball and right. a football I think guy. so. Yeah. I mean, I think we put all our money into football in yeah. the 90s when Rick was churning it up. Right, right. So, anyway. but well, One day maybe we'll just do Madeira stories for hours, uh, the ones that you can actually share, of course. I know. he's uh, he, he people. That's the other thing about generations. People don't know that name. A lot of young kids, right, right? But those of us that were around, it was, it was a hell of an experience. It was Camelot on the floor. It's just I'm sure there was some chaos on the floor. Oh, that no gosh. one will ever know about. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay. Well, you're look, right. I can't. All I, right. This is so fun for me. So thank you for the time right. today. Appreciate thank you. it. Good to have you. All right, there he is, Doctor Chris Hill. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.